1: True North, AM 1460, FM 101.1, The Answer, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. or via podcast. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Shining a light on the leaders and luminaries of today and tomorrow. You're listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs.
2: Good Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen. If you are hearing that music, you're pouring your first cup of coffee on a cold February 3rd. It is Saturday at 8 o'clock here in Southern Colorado. Glad you're with us. Really am. Uh, It's cold again. Man, we had a great week, didn't we? I mean, holy smoke. That was a beautiful respite from the bites of winter. And uh, everybody, you know, you saw hundreds and hundreds of people out walking their dogs. And, And it was just, you know, out even playing a little basketball. I don't think anybody snuck onto a golf course necessarily, but... That's not too far around the corner, anyway. So, anyway, glad you're with us. Uh, you're listening to True North. We're uh, sponsored by Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group, the amazing folks here in town that take care of us when we get the bumps and the bruises from the uh, ski weekends and the and the uh, you know the little things we do here in this very active community we live in. But uh, glad you're here, folks. Uh, so. Kick back. You're going to get to meet uh, a delightful young woman who has spent the last eight years for a professional career here in Colorado Springs, more specifically at Colorado College, leading the women's basketball team. And we're going to get to her in just a moment. But before we do, uh, I, I do want to let everybody know that we do have a new edition of North out and on the cover. I had the privilege of working with this gentleman uh, his name is Lonnie Kramer, and he is the chief executive officer for UC Health Southern Colorado. And I got to tell you, folks, being a an a healthcare executive in today's healthcare landscape is nothing short of tremendous. Uh, these people, you know, you don't see them often, but when you do, um. You, you know the battles that they're fighting because you've got managed care, you've got cost containment, you've got increasing cost, you've got decreasing reimbursement, you've got just everything. I mean, it is an emotional and intellectual withdrawal 24-7. And so these people are very special people. And I want to call uh, take this moment and call attention to our healthcare providers, our physicians, our nurse practitioners, our PAs, our MAs, those are the folks that are shepherding, shepherding us back from the reception area at the uh, clinic all the way back into the physician's offices, all those frontline people that you see and meet. Um, and then there's the folks you just never see, and the, that's, that's where Lonnie and his team come in, and they are, they're fighting the good fight, and they're making healthcare better. Every day. It doesn't often feel like that as a health consumer, if you will, or a user of the system, but they do. uh, Because if they weren't there um, and the government were to take this thing over, I got to tell you, I'm not sure it would be what you think it would be. Uh, I think it would be a disaster, frankly. So these folks are trying to keep the spirit of independent medicine, keeping physicians independent, keeping health systems independent. And making sure that we have a great experience with the greatest equipment, the greatest clinicians, the greatest outcome and evidence-based medicine available. And they're all trying to do it for pennies sometimes. And it's it's an arduous task. But I, I, I want to guide you to the cover feature because Lonnie, he, he's, he's a great spirit. Um, make no mistake, he knows his business inside and out. And he is a very, very serious gentleman when it comes to the business of medicine. But – He's one of the most lively, jovial people you ever come in contact with, and he's friendly, and smart, and funny. And someday we're going to have him here on True North to kind of unpack this for us as well. But I want to guide you to his story first, and just appreciate for a moment what a day in the life of a healthcare executive it is—nothing short of fantastic. So, thank you, Lonnie, for giving us access, and UC Health for letting us tell your story. Um, here in Southern Colorado, where we are and where we're headed. And um, thank goodness you're there. We appreciate you. All right, well, let's get to the business at hand, because across the board from me is a delightful young lady from Illinois and She has had some tremendous experience on the basketball court herself, and now she's creating that environment for people uh, who are coming up through the ranks of the collegiate sports uh, athletic uh, forums here in the United States. And Of course, our Colorado College is one of the great institutions in our state. Uh, everybody knows the CC hockey team for sure and the women's soccer team. They're amazing now. You're going to know the Women's Basketball Program, which is a Division three school here, and they are in contention for a great many things. I'm sitting across the board from Catherine August. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dirk. I'm so happy to be here.
2: I'm so glad you're here. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit, where you're from, uh, name, rank, serial number, all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy to spend Saturday morning with you. My name is Catherine August. I am in my eighth season as the head women's basketball coach at Colorado College, and couldn't love this state more. Never had any idea growing up in the cornfields of Illinois that I would end up <laughs> in the beautiful mountains. Yes. Um, I grew up in a town of about 5,000 called Geneseo, Illinois, no and, okay. you know, just really small town at heart and absolutely marvel at this beautiful medium-sized city I get to live in.
2: It is it is amazing. So where'd you play ball up there?
1: Yeah, I played basketball collegiately at North Central College, which mm-hmm. is also a smaller Division Three liberal arts institution in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. and really loved my experience there. I mean, great opportunities, great learning, got to do a lot of work um, in a variety of parts of campus. Admissions was part of choir, was part of student government. And I think that's the place that really made me fall in love with the Division Three level, all okay. the things you can do as a student athlete.
2: Yeah, I do want to get into the, the Division Three experience because... Um, you know, some of us have had D1, some D2, some D3, others, uh, you know, just part-time college here and there. But uh, back to you, I. you know, you, you grew up in a small town of 5,000, but you ended up in the suburbs <laughs> of Chicago. How'd that go?
1: You know, it was a big adjustment. It was... <laughs> Quite humorous. The first time that my college team went out into more where I was from to play a game at Augustana College over mm-hmm. in Rock Island. Am I am I reminiscing a scene out of Hoosiers here? Oh, here? A little bit, honestly. <laughs> okay. I will never forget. One of my teammates looked around in the middle of the corn and she said, "Where do you get your food?" Because I had just pointed out that my house was about ten minutes away, and I said, oh, bless, we make your food." Was her part. <laughs> it was pretty pretty funny. <laughs>
2: Yes, you do. Thank you very much. Now, do you come from a farming family or?
1: I really don't. Okay. More of an of an in-town growing up experience, okay. but certainly have the classic prom pictures by tractors, a very big John Deere community <laughs> where I'm from. Right <laughs> and, on. Um, so, no, I've always been a little bit more, you know, in town, um, very involved as a high schooler growing up, all of that. But to venture up to the suburbs was a whole different world yeah, and uh, a really neat opportunity to have a first four way out into what's beyond where you grew up.
2: Absolutely. Basketball,
1: always a part of your vernacular? Or? Always okay. loved it from the first time I touched the ball. And let's no be kidding. clear, not super talented as a player, but had <laughs> the love for it.
2: Well, I have the same experience in tennis. Love tennis. <laughs> not the greatest player, uh, but I appreciate that but so who are some of your idols coming up uh do you did you have any or did you just have a natural love on your own for the oh game?
1: gosh you know i had i'd say a natural work ethic that spanned from my dad being a coach there and my coach forever growing up and he was a
2: basketball coach
1: he was a basketball coach a football coach and just extremely process oriented such a worker and he always told me if you put in the work you're going to have success whatever that looks like you're going to get your chance and mm for me, that's come a lot later. And I feel like I'm really stepping into my calling in this sport now, truly eight years into my first head coaching job. Um, Terrific. So all the experiences led to that. But there was um, a girl two years older than me, Amber Wisdom, and she was a high school player ahead of me. And I watched her go get a division two full ride and just the work she put in and the meticulous efforts it took for her to have that opportunity. And I would say she's who I patterned myself off of and, really would hold myself to those standards. You know, the talent level was different for me. I wasn't going to go to that height basketball-wise myself, but to watch it and to emulate it, there was so much value.
2: No question about it. So how about the academic world? What what blew your hair back in the classroom?
1: Oh, gosh, I was an English major and absolutely loved, you know, writing in any regard, certainly reading some of the classics. But Mm -hmm. just the small liberal arts Vibe of discussion based learning, all of that, which has been really fun to see how that, you know, is lived every single day at Colorado College with the block plan and the small environments that are really, really um, strenuous and discussion based and interactive for our students. And it was pretty, pretty fun to go explore that English major segment on my own. And I would like to think I use the skill (laughs) set (laughs) daily.
2: I'm sure you do. So what was uh, when did it trigger for you that uh, I want to be a basketball coach?
1: That's a very good question. I would say my sophomore year of college I had been working in the admissions office uh, at North Central. Absolutely loved it. Outreach to prospective North Central students and hosting visitors whether or not they were student-athlete recruits, um just visitors to the school. And I thought to myself, I love basketball. I love higher education. Like could I stay in the international studies realm? Would I want to work in an admissions office? And then I thought, why not keep doing exactly what I love, still able to recruit students and families and quality people from all over the United States. And it just somehow formed into a path. And I talked to my college coach about it and she said, well, you better start working some camps. So from that moment, my networking journey in the Midwest began and I would spend summers working at Marquette and DePaul and University of Wisconsin and University of Illinois, just any camp that would hire me that was how I would go meet people and, and learn a lot. Good for you.
2: Thank you. Well, we're going to get into her journey here to Colorado Springs from those northern cornfields in <laughs> in uh, Illinois. But we're hanging out with Catherine August. She is the head women's basketball coach at our beloved Colorado College here in Colorado Springs. Glad you're with us and glad you are with us listeners uh, go to coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe pick up that edition of North with Lonnie Kramer on the cover and then if you're looking for some back issues we've had amazing people including your big boss uh, Song Richardson who's the president of Colorado College delightful person and then we, of course we've had Leslie Irvine in here your athletic director who is absolutely fabulous uh, we love working with her so we're back with Catherine August in just a minute we're going to find out what's next for colorado college women's basketball
0: i got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive someone hit me going 60 miles an hour dr ramos uh, came highly recommended when i showed him the x-rays he immediately knew exactly what was wrong
1: we've had a tremendous experience with ramos law really i could not be happier having the car accident was an accident finding ramos law was no accident
2: Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com Boot
1: Barn Hall, your gateway to great entertainment. Bringing you world-class concerts and events all year round. Plus, looking for a venue for your next event? Check out BootBarnHall.com. Boot Barn Hall, your gateway to great entertainment. See you at the show. All
2: right, we're second quarter here at True North. It is Saturday, February 3rd. It's still cold outside, so hopefully you're on your second cup of coffee because we're hanging out with Catherine August. She is the head women's basketball coach at Colorado College, and she's got a great story. Uh, I wouldn't say a farm girl from Illinois, but uh, you definitely came from a small town in Illinois, went to a Division three school up there, and somehow Colorado popped up on your radar. And I'd love to know this story. Catherine August, welcome.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. And I do find it a small miracle that I made it out here. <laughs> I right after graduating from North Central went to Illinois State University and was a graduate assistant in the compliance office there. So, imagine football official visits, approving transcripts, oh, so yeah. many things as that 9 to 5 which, you know, very thankfully paid for my graduate program in the sports management realm very and good. While at Illinois State, I had this incredible opportunity to coach as a volunteer assistant at Illinois Wesleyan University, oh, who is yeah. perennially a top 10 Division three women's basketball program, and at that time was a top five program, and we spent, goodness, most of my two years there as number one in the nation, which was, looking back, just a mind-blowing experience that I got to step into that level of a program and learn and watch and see the standards, see the executions, mm-hmm. see the relationships. Um, so I was very thankful that Maya Smith at Illinois Wesleyan let me on her staff. I learned a ton. Sometimes I would accidentally autopilot to the wrong school, the basketball school, instead <laughs> of the graduate studies school <laughs> on a busy day. And that tells you exactly where my head was. That's awesome, actually. From there, went to Emory University, four years as an assistant there Atlanta. down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, Do you like Hotlanta? Oh, I loved Hotlanta. It was wonderful. <laughs> the ATL. <laughs> yeah, the ATL. <laughs> From small town to huge city was a big adjustment. But one one that was really exciting at that time of life and yeah. good people and a really interesting preparation for Colorado College because it was division three. It was highly regarded academically. It was mm-hmm. also national travel based, which we at Colorado College are as well, since there's no other D3 institutions in our time zone. So right. we're constantly hopping on a flight. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm really thankful for my experience at Emory and the Sweet 16 run we had and A lot of great recruiting opportunities. Sweet 16. You were there. I was there. It was fun. Oh, that's got to be amazing. (laughs) It was memorable. So close to that elite day, too, I tell you. (laughs) It feels like yesterday. I think my blood pressure just rose. (laughs) Ah, that's
2: awesome. So at at (laughs) what point did Colorado College pop into your consciences?
1: You know, I hadn't heard of it other than as a great academic school. And found my way to Colgate after Emory. So Mm -hmm. got the two years of Division I experience. And after those two years, I just knew it's time. It's time to start looking to have an opportunity to hopefully run my own program. Mm -hmm. And I did want it to be right. I did want to love the place. I did want to love the people and also have it be at an institution. I felt like I could really get behind when talking to families. So, when a former boss called me about CC and said, hey, I heard there's going to be an opening there. You should reach out to then athletic director, Ken Ralph. I said, okay, like, let's do some research and was just really impressed with what I found. So emailed Ken hmm. Ralph, Greg Capel and legendary swim coach Ann Goodman James, who was mm-hmm. the senior woman administrator at the time. And they wrote me back within a day and they said, hey, it's not posted yet, but we'd love to you know, have your application. And from there, it just started rolling. And I think two weeks later, I was out for an interview.
2: No kidding. Did that blow your mind?
1: Absolutely. The fact that you can (laughs) cold outreach and granted have so many people in my life who were kindly willing to reach out and support and advocate. We we all need that. Man, it was, it was a very quick whirlwind and to get to start, Heading up this program in 2016 with a lot of veteran coaches, thankfully, around me Mm -hmm. um, was a really fun opportunity. And I haven't looked back. I adore it here.
2: Yeah, I was going to say. So you you came from some great programs, some storied programs, Emory, Colgate. I mean, great schools, big, big basketball programs. Right. Um, How did you start to formulate when you were in those early interview conversations, your wisdom into the program? I mean, was it more of a passion play or <laughs> what What did they see? I guess, what are they seeing you, Catherine? I no, mean... that's a
1: really good question. And if I'm being honest, I don't know at age yeah. 30 what I was actually able to say with finite assuredness that I brought other well, than did. other than passion, other yeah. than care for the people around me, our student athletes, namely, um, and a desire to learn and mm-hmm. to admit when I'm wrong and to go forward with new resolve to get it right and get yeah. it done. And I do recall a conversation during the interview when I asked the athletic director, what does this team need? Because I'm not going That's to sit here and question. tell you what they need. Yes, And he said, you know, they really need to have some pride in being women's basketball players and representing Colorado college on the national level. They need to step fully into that. And I said, you know that I can help give them through standards and through enthusiasm Um both demonstrated and then cultivated within our student athletes. Mm-hmm. So that was really the charge for year number one. We were not not good on the court. We won two games my first year sure. and yeah. to date, one of my most fun seasons because they just had a ball and they loved each other and they worked hard and we got good in the weight room first because that was controllable immediately. Gotta be so physical. it was the, the little
2: wins. Yep. You do. You know, it's amazing where it starts because uh, I took tennis programs from that remedial level, Oh, you of, know, that. you know, <laughs> The agility, the strength, the conditioning, the you know the ability to hang in there for the length of a tournament. And so I appreciate that. And that's kind of where you started with these guys.
1: 100%. Yeah. And they have become really, I'd say, a gold standard within our athletic department for who they are, how they work, how they communicate, how they represent us on campus mm-hmm. and in the community. And I'm so proud of every woman on our team because – there's never a doubt that they are handling their business, representing well, loving each other, mm-hmm. and also learning how to hold each other accountable as we rise in what we're capable of as a program.
2: So, uh, for the novice out there, and there are those of us out there, explain kind of the division you're in and and the apparatus you work within.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I am at Colorado College at the Division three level of NCAA competition and. To me, it's a really wonderful level because there is not the presence of athletic scholarships in the sense of financial aid. Copy that. So truly... The student-athletes on our team are here for the love of it. And I know I think sometimes people think that's a cliche at the Division three level, but it's not. They're coming to practice because they love their teammates, they're extremely motivated, they are high-achieving, mm-hmm. and they're workers. And they're also getting it done 100% in the classroom. I mean, our student-athletes have a higher GPA than our non-student-athletes at Colorado College, and that says so much about sure does. how they attack their business and because cc
2: is not an easy place to no, it be a good is student not it's a great ivy league level you know academia absolutely it's a, it's a big deal
1: and they're they're workers and on our road trip this past weekend they're in the lobby by you know eight or nine a.m even if i said hey breakfast is at 9 they're mm-hmm. down there and laptops are out and headphones are on and they're Discipline. really cranking yeah. and i don't ever have to tell them that that yeah. is why they're here so who kind of coached
2: that into you was it
1: dad let's see the workmanlike attitude. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. He was always, he was an elementary school principal career wise. And I was very fortunate to have a dad who could go turn the key and open up the gym, flip on the lights and (laughs) let me get hundreds of shots up on any given day.
2: Yeah. He's, he loved people.
1: He loved people. And was, as I look back, a really incredible leader of his people at his school, and I don't oh, cool. think I realized or appreciated that when I was growing up. We told him to when we we're kids, right? Yeah. Yep. And to look back and to see it's people first, and that as our staff philosophy as well as our student athletes, they're always people before they're basketball players, and that's a promise I can make during the recruiting process.
2: And in, in in your your development as a player and as an aspiring coach, uh, who were some of the people that just really left an impact on you?
1: Oh gosh. Maya Smith, at Illinois Wesleyan, no question. She was always people first, but yet incredibly high standards. The first to tell you if there was something left to be done in terms of basketball, but you could take that from her mm-hmm. as a coach or as a player because she cared about you. Right. So to lead with that love and care is a really big deal. Um, and one that I hope and feel I'm still stepping into is that it's not all business all the time. It's people first and relationships and families, and then the rest comes from there.
2: Mm-hmm. And you can build championships At any level with people who are committed like that.
1: And I think you have to have that. You have to.
2: They have to love each other. They have to be very team oriented or it really dissolves. Um, You you know, every coach will tell you that. I mean, from Nick Saban on down to to us. I mean, it's just you've got to have that perspective. and, And which leads me to the question for you as a coach in the modern era. I mean, kids are coming to you with a great deal of entitlement. Uh, how do you break those cults, coach?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I do think that recruiting and getting to know young people and their families is step number one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that once they're on our campus and within the CC basketball family, we do have our own sets of expectations, whether it's communication or timeliness, um, any of those things. And the beautiful part about where we're at as a program now is it very rarely comes from me. It's coming from our upperclassmen. It's coming from our assistant coaches. It's, it's not reliant on top down anymore. And I think that's a really nice place to be in. Exhibit A last night, we <laughs> had dinner at three of our um, alums homes and they're sorry, one home, three alums were hosting. Us. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to two of our team members at one point, we were just in the kitchen, like getting a Coke and I said, it's so nice to not have to tell you all anything about being engaging or being appreciative or hey create conversation or make sure we clean up they just they really run themselves and I'm so proud of them i mean They're it's the smallest things right but those are the big things
2: and that's recruitment 101 isn't it yeah it really is cuz you're 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 the seamstress you know you're the one building the fabric of that team they don't know each other yet
1: <laughs> that is always the funny part yeah it's maybe one of my favorite compliments when some of the upperclassmen will say after they get a little bit more perspective like our staff in the recruiting process helped me get my best friends and that's a fun thing to be a part of because you hope and you don't always know but it does usually come together and i'm very lucky great group
2: very very good well we're going to get into this year's season and where they're headed and where this particular team wants to go uh with katherine august head women's basketball coach at colorado college extraordinary young lady extraordinary leader and she has a team that she's absolutely in love with and thinks they can do extraordinary things as well. So we want to encourage you to get out there to uh, the the arena and watch the girls' program. It's free, and we're going to give you some details on how to get your tickets and go in and see and support our local CC Tigers. All right, we're back in a moment with Catherine August. The news
0: and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1.
2: The answer... All right, we're back here in the third quarter. Using a sports metaphor here on True North, it's a cold February day, but don't panic. Summer's just around the corner. You ask our John Laro, he'll tell you all seasons just around the corner. So hang in there. But uh, for the time being, we've got uh, an absolutely delightful human being in the studios with us today. She is from Illinois. Uh, She comes to us from Colorado Springs via Illinois via Atlanta and via Colgate and other places. She's had an incredible uh, experience as a young player, as a coach, and now she is the head women's coach here at Colorado College. And they are 14-5, and ladies and gentlemen. This is a good team. Uh, Sound fundamentals, physically strong, and they are competitive. Uh, But I know the kids want a lot more, Coach. What do you think?
1: They 100% want an NCAA tournament, and that's that next echelon we haven't yet approached. And actually, I should say we have approached it. The last few years, we've been in the uh, conference championship game and just narrowly fell short of getting that automatic qualifying bid to the national tournament. So terrific. we're right there.
2: Yes, you are. Well, God bless you. And I, I really <laughs> hope you guys do uh, poke a hole in this and, and get to that next level. Um, how do you temper the kids enthusiasm, the student athletes enthusiasm for uh, that that pinnacle goal? That That's a Big big goal out there. So how do you, how do you temper that but not undermine it or not not diffuse it, if you will?
1: We really have to take it one game at a time. Okay. That's the only way we can set our minds and preparation physically, mentally, to put ourselves in a in a stretch where we do have that opportunity in late February to go to an NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter if we're playing like this Friday night, we will be playing one of the lower ranked teams in conference. It doesn't matter. We doesn't have to matter. approach it in the same exact way as when we're playing number one or two. And that's going to help us do our best rather than rely on an opponent's level to set set our trajectory.
2: And is that a function of, in your experience with uh, student athletes? Is it a function of repetitiveness in the locker room pregame during the week ahead of, of the game saying, look, uh, I know what you might think about that game? But let's not assume anything. Let's do our job.
1: 100%. This is where we're going to show film all week and do our best as a staff to highlight the strengths of an opponent um, because everybody has them, right? And The thing we go back to at the end of the day is that these are all collegiate players who are capable of making plays and who deserve to be there and deserve to be playing you. So it's up to us to perform on that given night to our standards. Absolutely. Now,
2: where do you get your continuing education? I mean, what do you do to continue to improve your game as a coach? That's a really great
1: question. Um, I'm actually headed to, you know, have a staff meeting with our our group later today. And we're Mm -hmm. constantly brainstorming, researching online, reaching out to people in our respective coaching networks and really just watching basketball, I mean, I have a running note in my phone right mm-hmm. now of three or four or five quick hitters from watching University of Colorado, who is having a tremendous year. Talk about amazing women's basketball in our very state, leading the nation. I think they're top five in the country. And No kidding. They have just some beautiful quick hitters, and if you don't think I'm going to steal those and put them in in these last three <laughs> weeks, you are crazy.
2: <laughs> well, nobody heard that if you're an opponent. So, uh, she's got some secret sauce she's going to throw at you, but that's great. And the kids are students of the game as well, right?
1: 100 yeah. These people on our team right now, they are not just locked into CC and how we're doing. They're tracking the conference opponents. They're tracking national level, who's receiving votes in the national polls. And that's a really new thing in the last couple of years. That tells mm-hmm. me that their focus is where it needs to be in terms of understanding the national landscape because you have to know it to put yourselves in contention to be one of those who is discussed at that level and Mm -hmm. who can perform at that level. And that's what we're capable of. Talent level is there. And we played three top 25 opponents in our preseason. And, you know, really we're right with them for huge chunks of the game. So very proud of how we challenge ourselves. And now it's just, the continuous ability to get it done and have it sustained for 40 minutes. And we're learning every day.
2: Well, I think something about basketball in general, both men's and women's, they, they, I, they spot, they tend to spotlight these schools that you don't hear of during the football season right. ever, <laughs> you know, Gonzaga and, and others around the, the, the you know, Yukon, you, you just don't hear those names. Right. So your, you and your staff, and I know we want to talk about your staff because you got an amazing uh, coach coaching team, yes. as well as a players team. Um, but as as you're evolving into that next level discussion, uh, I mean that's got to be somewhat inspiring slash intimidating to get into those discussions where UConn and Tennessee and some of those big name drops are in there, but you're in the conversation as well. It's Is that fun. does it's... that blow your mind, kind of?
1: it's where i thought this program could go oh, if i'm I love being that honest answer. Um, love that answer. and that was part of in coming to colorado college right the trajectory and opportunity for success if we got the right people if we worked to the level that it needed for us to to get those kind of wins and to be in those discussions and i look at our women's volleyball program and our women's mm-hmm. lacrosse programs, swimming, and they've had great success at the regional and national levels. And that's what told me it's possible here. Absolutely. So we're ready to step into it, honestly.
2: There's what got you the job, buddy.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> that is, I, heck, I play for you. Let's do Thank this. You. I'll take
1: you. Are, you. are you a physical post player? <laughs> I'm a physical post
2: player. <laughs> I'm a pile of lumber is what I am right now, but, uh, um, back in the day. Uh, Well, congratulations, Coach. You got 25
1: games in a season. Is that a regular season? Yep. That's our regular season before conference tournament starts.
2: And where are you now in the season? Just for those of us who are not quite paying as much attention as we should.
1: (laughs) That's all right. Maybe you will now. That's that's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) We actually just started second round of conference. Um, So got through the entire first round and only had one loss to Texas Lutheran. We just started second round and actually dropped one to them last weekend. So that is quite unfortunately a team that has our number, but they say it's tough to to a three, team three times right so let's Darn right let's get him again in the tournament is what i have to say about that and so six more non-conference games and then we will head to shreveport louisiana for our conference tournament and that's where we're hoping to get it done um and and come out of there with an at-large bid to the ncaa tournament sorry an automatic bid we'll take any bid Let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's start with those and, and keep it going. Well, good luck, Coach. Thank you. Uh, I really wish you and your team well. Let's talk about some of your coaches and what they're adding to the program, because I know you're really pleased with what you've got surrounding you.
1: Oh, incredibly lucky. I think I'm one of the just most blessed coaches in the Division three landscape to have the staff that we have. So we have uh, Lisa Gould is actually a Colorado Springs and technically Black Forest native. That's awesome. And Lisa hmm. is A local who knows everything, knows everybody. She actually played collegiately at Boulder and Mm -hmm. was just back up there for their huge celebratory alumni weekend about two weeks ago. And about half of our team was able to make the trip up and see Lisa and her element and get down on the court. So really fun. And Lisa's Colorado basketball connections run deep. I mean, she's been the head varsity coach of numerous high school programs in the area prior to coming to CC and coached in regional championships and state championship games and just done an unbelievable job so um, her husband Dave ghoul is mm-hmm. an eye doctor in town and so many people know dr ghoul of and course they're just wonderful Lisa's basketball IQ her ability to dive into stats and unpack them and help our team get better in that way and just her one-on-one mentorship is is unbelievable for me as a coach too you ask who some of my biggest mentors are mm-hmm. and honestly it's been getting to learn and grow alongside a coach like Lisa who's yeah. incredibly experienced that
2: says a lot for both of you so uh, and great support from the AD's department and Absolutely sports wonderful. information. All good. Huh?
1: Everybody. And Leslie yeah, Irvine a is our VP and AD. It's She's just tremendous. Maybe the most competitive person I know. And <laughs> Leslie was actually a really key component of getting to hire our other assistant coach, Melani Henson, who has an incredible resume. Played at the University of Washington. Played in one of the best high school programs in the country, La Jolla Country Day. And wow. finished playing professionally in France last year and now is at CC. So we're very lucky to have her wow, as well.
2: Wow, Great. Great role models for so the student great. athletes.
1: Yep, and they they lean into it. Yeah, Everything from say, yeah. just conversationally to let's get on the court. How can we work through this? Film sessions. They take advantage.
2: Where is women's basketball now? Is it, I mean, a huge physicality component mm-hmm. to it. Uh, so your your athletes have to be endurance heavy, endurance okay. strong, um, mentally. Same thing. I mean, is is it is it as intense as it looks? <laughs>
1: I think it might be borderline more intense than it looks because yeah. there's so much that goes into it. Um, you know, my wife was actually saying the other day she was a tremendous collegiate basketball player herself yeah. and, and an alum of Colorado College long before I had ever heard of the school. Um, we met when she was inducted into the Hall of Fame. But as someone who was a national player of the Call year. Oh, your
2: wife. What's your wife's name?
1: My wife is Melanie August. Very and good tremendous basketball player um, and really somebody else who pushes me to think differently about the game as that level of a point guard who had division one opportunities and wow. said, you know what I want to go to the best education place I can and also make my mark playing division three basketball. But Mel says all the time, like what are you doing in the 95% of the game when you don't have the ball in your hand, right? Okay. Like how are you impacting, how are you making people better? And that's a really fun way to look at it. And because as I, as I've been cutting film this morning from last weekend it is the little things it's what are you doing off the ball? How are you making your team better? Are you getting the box out when no one notices?
2: yeah, so are are you when you look at the landscape now, the second half of the season coming up, um, what is your forecast? I mean I, as a coach, as a leader of this team, I'm thinking we're going we're going all the way, right absolutely, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and I'm convinced actually, sitting across <laughs> from you because I see it in your face thank yes. you.
1: I see it when I look at our team. I see it that after a hard loss last weekend, I stepped into workouts yesterday and there wasn't a droopy shoulder or eye in the place. They came in ready to work. And that tells me we have the type of group that's resilient and Mm -hmm. we can win out. If I'm being honest, we can beat teams receiving national votes. We can beat teams that are scrappy in their own right right. or great at something and and we can get this done. So I've never been more confident with the groups that we have.
2: We had, uh, was it Joshua Douglas in here? Davis Douglas? Uh, in here, he was a boxer, USA boxer. And, um, I asked him about that. I said, you know, when you're looking at the landscape, is there anybody out there that bothers you? And he goes, yeah, my next opponent. Mm. Okay. Cause that's what's in the way. Yep. He doesn't look and actually all the Olympians that come through here, same mantra. They don't look to two, three games down there. Now they see the landscape once, but then they dial it back into that next game.
1: Yep. And that's, we need to get better next Friday versus centenary. We need to have success, whether it's man's Zone, whether they throw something new at us. We just need to be like smooth, like a duck. Absolutely. <laughs> Just keep paddling. Keep
2: paddling. <laughs> We're with uh, Catherine August. She's head, women, head women's coach here at Colorado College, and uh, I'm inspired to, to go out there and root for them. I hope you are, too. Go to cctigers.com. We're going to give you a little more detail on the program itself, how you can get to a game. It's all free, everything, parking, everything but the food. So go out there and support these great women. They're on a quest to bring home a national title. So stick with us. We're back in a moment with Catherine.
0: One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you.
2: Fourth quarter, True North hanging out with Catherine August, women's head coach, basketball, Colorado College, 14 and 5 as of today. Uh, they're, in, they're entering into their second half of their season, conference play, and uh, they are hoping to earn a spot, and, and trust me, these these gals, they have their heads on straight, they are taking one game at a time, and their mission is to go grab as much as they can off the table from everybody else, and I love it. I love the coaching philosophy, I love the player philosophy, the school's philosophy on sports and athletics. Uh, welcome, Coach. Glad you're here. Thank you. Appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's orient some folks around your program a little bit more, let it be a little more personal, because... Uh, your student-athletes aren't just in and out of Colorado Springs doing their college and their sports and their degree and out of here. They involve themselves in the community, and I love that. Tell us what you guys do.
1: They really do. First of all, the diverse group we have from all across the country, from Bend, Oregon to Manhattan, New York, nice. Um it's really fun. They bring different perspectives and they're all amazing people who do want to give back to their communities. They've done it as high schoolers. They're finding different ways to do it as college student athletes. And we're really lucky because one of my good friends in town, Kirsten Ghosh, is an educational instructor at Centennial mm-hmm. Elementary and she's helped our team grow into a partnership with the fourth and fifth graders there along with our men's basketball program. So That's great. the basis is really, you know, strong young adult role models, right? For these kids. And also it's just so good for ours to lean in and play and go to recess and have some clinics and show Mm -hmm. them, You know, what life can be like when it's active and positive and engaging. Just Um, fun. Just fun. We just have Mm -hmm. fun with these kids and they'll come over to our campus in the spring and do a full day with us, lunch in the dining hall, which is always a big hit. The ice cream machine. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. Soft (laughs) serve. Soft serve. Always. Absolutely. I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) So they love going to Rastle. Our amazing team there takes care of them. Um, and we show them the ins and outs of just campus life and the dorms and there's so much excitement and we hope it gives them a little bit of a peek into like, Hey, you can do this too.
2: Yeah, you absolutely can. Now, is that kind of a, when you're looking and you're in the recruiting phase of life, um, what is it? What is the composition of a Colorado College women's basketball player in your eyes?
1: It's a great question. Great teammate, first of all, without question. Um, and from there, I think the skill sets are really diverse. Like, I absolutely love people who can shoot the ball really well, right? But yep. I love people who are the first to run after a loose ball and hand it back to the ref and who are really respectful of other people, they're just competitors um, mm-hmm. and they do it the right way. And so if there's one thing I'm super proud of, our team has won the conference sportsmanship award the last, gosh, three or four years. And to me, that means something that just means as well. Lot. Like we want the NCAA tournament. Yes, but we're going to do it the right way.
2: Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that, that is a big deal. So what, um, what is it about the off the court composition of that player that you're looking for?
1: Oh, man, engaged in their own community, whatever that might look like, right? Whether that's community service efforts outside of their high school, whether that's leading or actively participating in various groups in their high school. And just someone who's leaned in to working hard to the degree that they know they need to to get to that next level. Right. And some people have the resources to be out there, getting after it with trainers. Some people are finding pickup games in their communities, and and mm-hmm. really having to piece it together. Because we have tiny town America to big city opportunities on our on our roster, and yeah, you sure they do. all figure out ways to get it done.
2: Yep. Now, tell us about uh, you know before we go there. Actually, I'm going to direct our listeners to ccTigers.com. I want you to go out there, look at their schedule, and you can just drive over there to Reed Arena.
1: Yes, is and El from our sports
2: center here. Yep. All from our sports center. Parking is free and you can walk in and watch a game anytime. When's your next home game here, coach?
1: Gosh, we will be home again the weekend after February 11th. Okay. Sorry, I don't have that off the top no, no. of my head. <laughs>
2: Quite all right. We'll take a look here as well uh, as, as we're catching up. But uh, I want to I want folks to understand these women are working extremely hard in the classroom as well. That balance, striking that balance can put a lot of pressure on the individual student athlete. Uh, we had Leslie and uh, a dear friend of ours, Margaret Sabin, in the studio with us Um couple months ago and they were talking about a pioneering program that they're doing They're tip of the spear on this on behavioral health and student athletes in particular and the uh, significance of that uh, is that filtering into your program as well
1: oh absolutely three okay. of our young ladies have been actually trained as peer counselors and they that. do an unbelievable job just mentoring their teammates informally you know always advocating if there's anything we as coaches need to know or could lean into or loop ourselves into actively mm-hmm. i think it's that open line of communication and People are really trying to pay attention to the whole person.
2: Right. Yeah. Cause that gets lost. I mean, I don't know about when you were playing ball, but, you know, when I was playing athletics in college and certainly in high school, that, that was a, that didn't exist. That conversation did not exist. I mean, you muscled through it, you suffered through the pain, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. right? Uh, or if your life was coming unglued in another facet, right. Uh, you were kind of on your own. Not the case anymore. I mean, you're really surrounded by, team members who become family
1: 100%. So they look out for each other. Um that's a huge thing they advocate for one another and they also mm-hmm. let basketball be their getaway and on days that it can't be that if something's going on like we're having a conversation about that and deciding what's best for that person that day. It's never just like you show up and you do it because that's what we do, mm-hmm. right? Like but I think the biggest piece is that self-advocacy as well. Like learning how to when you're struggling have that conversation and and lean into resources. So I'm learning as we go, but we have great people around us. And Rich Bennett, our director of sport performance, um, who Leslie hired, gosh, about four years ago, he's really transforming things on that front. So I'm very thankful.
2: Absolutely. So what you've seen a couple of graduating classes come through from freshmen to, to seniors. Um, has that kind of always been there in the CC paradigm that, that collegiality between players and coaches and the whole unit or that kind of a new thing?
1: I think that I stepped into a program that existed long before I got here and had really good relationships and really good ties to one another. And so mm-hmm. now getting to be here in this seat of connecting people, it's really fun. Like the weekend of February 16th, we're hosting our alumni back from all different ages and eras. And It's going to be great. They're going to go to brunch with the team and take a tour of, you know, this this era of campus and see the new dorms. And and then our team's going to go sit and ask them questions like, what was it like when you were here? And tell us your favorite memories. And I think there's a really good camaraderie that develops from that, because when this group comes back as alums, they already know those people. And it's not it's not new. It's like, hey, I'm so glad to see you. We did the same thing.
2: Mm -hmm. What would you say as. Uh, as a coach and uh, obviously there are NCAA rules here, uh, but to the high school players that are out there listening in this region, um, Colorado college is accessible. There's a myth. Or a perception, perhaps, and 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 Miss Richardson and I tackled this in her one-on-one in her article. She said there, are, Colorado College is open for business to local student athletes as well as local
1: students. Absolutely, look no further than Juliana Garcia, Juju, on our team. Exactly, um, she's from the Vanguard School, and she has just come in as a first year and. Been the best teammate, the best shooter, the hardest worker, and right from our backyard, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so we're so lucky to have her.
2: That's right. So if you're in Pueblo or Trinidad or Castle Rock, here in Colorado Springs, in one of the district schools, don't overlook Colorado College uh, for their athletics program. Of course, not for their academics program. It's world class. Um, but you've got fantastic coaches, uh, and it's it's really a family unit. Over there, because we had coach May here as well. Same philosophical doctrine, basically, uh, you know, different tactical components yep. of your of your sport, uh, but overarching. I mean, you guys are all in on this. And are you finding that the student athletes are coming out really strong at graduation? You know, they may not be professional basketball players, but they probably didn't want that. They probably wanted to take this on to the degree that they did and then go in and enjoy some other professional
1: career. Absolutely. They're coming out with self-awareness. They're coming out with options. They're coming out of Colorado college with the ability to think and process and communicate and work through whatever issues at hand, whether that's due to being on a team and the inevitable ups and downs of season, or whether that's due to being in a really challenging class with a professor that had high Mm -hmm. standards and, I'm friends with so many of our alums now and I do see it translating That's into neat. their professional lives. Yeah. Um, one of my dear friends, Paige Whitney from Colorado College is, you know, was a thousand point scorer in our program and is now one of the associate deans at UCCS and just got her doctorate there. And wow. she says all the time, like, the block plan and that pace prepares you for whatever is to be thrown at you.
2: That's terrific. Well, and I, I want to do one other shout out to a good friend of ours and a very dear friend of yours, uh, Megan Latham, who is the president and CEO of the Colorado Springs Sports Corp. She actually was one of your assistants as well.
1: How lucky am I that I got you Megan in lucky. my first year. <laughs> and Megan was a wonderful, talented, um, dedicated basketball player, of course, locally, but then at Whitman College That's and right. put them on the map, her I'd say her first year with the head coach that's there now, Michelle Ferenz. And uh, Megan was a wonderful division three-point guard. And so she used to come into our practices. And, you know, with a young family, all of that, she really only had a couple days a week. But she would just come and light everybody up with new drills, new ideas. (laughs) And the team still says, like, defense is hard. And that's from eight years ago, Megan.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's quite a special individual. Mm -hmm. Well, Coach, give us your uh, uh, one-minute pitch for all things CC women's basketball.
1: You know what? I just feel so lucky to be part of this program, to be, you know, leading it with good people surrounding me in this athletic department, in this community. Um, it's exactly as you said. I want people to know that it's accessible. And if you're a local student athlete or, Anything local theater local debate like reach out to us at Colorado College reach out to any school of your interest in your dream because we don't always know about you unless you tell us about yourself That's and exactly right. I love the young women I get to work with and the families um, it's really incredible to see the things that they go on to do and to in the moment see how they compete and see how they support and love each other and I really do hope people will come out and check us out right that weekend of February 16th when we wrap up our home game schedule Come on and see some really good competitive basketball and some just amazing enthusiasm. We have a ton of fun.
2: Let's fill Reed arena at the El Pamar Center. Did I get that right? You did. Very good. (laughs) All right. CCTigers.com. You've been listening to coach Catherine August, who is taking this program to new heights, as are her assistant coaches, her athletic director and support team there course the senior office and of course not least of which her players who have come here to do the extraordinary and let me tell you folks when you fill an arena like this it does it does make a difference you know that that uh, 12th man thing you know in football that, uh, that applies to every sport doesn't it coach it translates yes <laughs> okay so let's get in there and support the CC women's tiger uh, or CC Tigers women's basketball program here in Colorado Springs All right. You've been hanging out. Oh, I got one more question for you, coach. Sorry. I got the blinking signal. All right. So when you've had an exceptional practice, an exceptional win, and you're jamming out in the car, (laughs) who is it?
1: It's Taylor Swift all the way, and it's probably getaway car. (laughs) (laughs) We were listening to Taylor on the bus the other day, and even the men's team was joining in on some of the songs, and it was a riot of a bus ride. Don't
2: hate on Swifty. She's an extraordinary (laughs) woman. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Coach. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Next week, folks, we'll be back uh, with another great guest here on True North. You're listening to Dirk Ops Over Now.
1: been tuned in to true north till next time